Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad that you're with us this week. And Robbie, how many eaves do we have until boot camp? 178 is what I'm going with. 178? Somewhere in the 170s. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot. It really does sound like a lot. You go, I got plenty of time to register for boot camp, right? I got, I got plenty of time. And it's boot camp, not dude camp, as we talked about a few <laughs> weeks ago. It is boot camp. And so... But let me ask you this. It's June already. That's true. July 4th will be here before you know it, right? And then all of a sudden, you got the fall coming, and we're at Thanksgiving. There you go, and it's the week before. It is the week before Thanksgiving, and you're too late. So you got to register now so you don't forget and get all your Thanksgiving plans going. I'm just saying. Because when you get down to 7, you're you're there. It's boot camp day. It is. It is. So, yeah, go (laughs) register masculinejourney.org. And register for boot camp. It's going to be a fun time this time. It's going to be a lot. It was fun last time, too. I didn't mean to imply it wasn't fun. There's been a couple. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they've all been fun, fun because God's hand's been in the midst of it. So, Danny, why don't you tell us a little bit about the topic today? It's your topic. So let's uh, let's listen to what that God laid on your heart. crystal clear. Yeah, I it just want to say that. my topic. I so. wanted to say that really clearly. Um. I have a pastor friend, Pastor Wayne Eller, used to say all the time, you can't kill a thankful heart. And that just has has resonated with me in the last few weeks. And based upon Philippians 4, 6, thank you, Robbie, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And, you know, there's a process in that, and I don't want to give the implication to people that you should just always be happy, joyously, thanksgiving. But when things are going on, I call them those valley experiences, that if I can find myself trusting in the character and nature of God and know that he is good, and that that, that turns my heart into a thanksgiving that maybe not of the circumstances, but it's of who he is and that he will get me through whatever it is we're going through. Yeah, there are some times, though, you wanted to say, God, can you just move your hand in a different direction? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit much here. You know, it's, it, there's been times that I've actually said to God, God, I can't, I don't know I can handle anymore. I need, I need some release here because sometimes life just keeps coming at you and pounding you and pounding you and pounding you. And it's tough to keep that thankful heart. Well, what, yeah, what's the phrase that God won't put more on you than you can trust. And some days I wish he didn't trust me as much as he does, evidently. Yeah, I, he won't put any more on me than I can trust him in, I guess, is hopefully the way it turns yeah. out. But uh, I want to go ahead and, and get to our clip. Uh, Andy, do you want to set up uh, this clip? Yeah, so this isn't like a traditional movie movie clip. 
this is um, basically it's about this. What what I think of whenever I think of being thankful in the difficult times is the song from Casting Crowns, "Praise You in the Storm." So this is Mark Hall. He's their lead singer, and he's kind of giving the the what the backstory on how they came up with the song and just gives a little testimony of kind of what he saw somebody else walk through and it really changed his attitude on how he handled the storms in life. first set out on the road as crowns um we were starting to get emails never gotten emails i'm not used to anyone other than my church hearing the songs you know so we were just starting to hear from people and we connected with a little girl named aaron uh who had performed a dance at her school to one of our songs i mean not a not a private school like public school so that was pretty hardcore for a kid to do that uh and we uh had the whole family come to the church uh, come to the concert and met the family and right about the time we connected with aaron um that's when they discovered that the reason she wasn't getting well and she kind of stayed sick was it was cancer and uh and we really it was like god brought us together right then and and we just sort of walked through this with his family it was phone calls and emails and just talking back and forth and visits at concerts and and uh i think watching miss laurie uh, aaron's mom walk through this really showed me truth about my worship uh he, he watching her walk through a real storm showed me that my worship was extremely situational Man, if the sun's shining, my hands are in the air, but it did not take much for my hands to come down. You know, because when you're reading your Bible and going to church, you're like, Lord, look at all I'm doing. What is the deal? You know, and I'm still that way for some reason sometimes. But uh, seeing her go through that, I'm, I'm not saying she had all the answers. I mean, she had all the emotions. She was happy. She, she would, Sometimes she'd be confused. She'd be angry. You know, all that, that. That's just walking around with skin on. That's just life. But at the base of it, you could see that Jesus peace, that steadying peace, you know, because Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. And that's the part we always miss about the verse. No TV preacher ever gets to that part of the verse, right? Uh, but he said, you're going to have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And he, he said, I'll give you peace. It's, it's a peace the world can't give. It's unexplainable peace. It doesn't make any sense because the situation doesn't say you should be okay, but I'm going to hold you in that. So Andy, what about that clip? I mean, obviously there's a lot of a lot of meat there to yeah. kind of digest, but it's it's really really a good clip. But what spoke to your heart in the midst of that? Well, I think that's where I was a lot. I mean, I was telling the guys. I mean, I've I've heard teaching that says we should praise God, you know, at all times, and particularly in the bad thing, bad during the bad times, and praise our way out of it. And I was kind of like Mark here. I mean, I feel like there was a lot of um, cause and effect if i do good all of life should be good but that's not what you know i think that's from john sixteen thirty three that he talks there about you know you'll have tribulation but be of good cheer i've overcome the world you know that the thing is is we have to expect that there are going to be those bad times but how am i going to handle it and i think the thing is that with me is you know, it's an opportunity to get closer to him. Sometimes people can make that sound like that's just a cliche or whatever. But, 
you know, if it's all about a relationship ultimately and the bad things are going to come, what should I praise him for? Because he's there with me. You know, he's there. His presence is there to, to guide me through and help me through, not to solve everything necessarily. He gets there. Those things happen over time. Things, you know, get worked out. Prayers are answered. But there's that presence that he's there with you in the storm that makes a difference. Yeah, and it's really tough when the things you've been praying for don't work out the way you think they should. Yeah, that's a lot of it, too. Um, you know, we, we do have an agenda. Yeah, you, know. you can pray for healing for somebody and they don't get healing. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, situations occur and, and still having, a, a, a Danny, as you said, a thankful heart in the midst of that is a challenge. But, you know, one of the things that Mark said in that interview, if you're ever around somebody that has just a situation that you couldn't even fathom, being a part mm-hmm. of, you know, dealing with chronic issues or things like that. And to see when they have joy yep. in the midst of it really does give you perspective. It does. Yep. Right. Because you can look at that and go, man, if they can be happy in the midst of all this, why am I complaining? Right. Exactly. You know, why am I worrying about these things? Yeah. There was a church I used to go to. We used to do Tuesday night visitations. And y'all, first time I went, we went with a mentality of, going to bless somebody, visit somebody that can't get out much. And we went to see this lady that was, um, she was born handicapped and she was just, but when we left there, you know, cause we're going to encourage and, and all that, the good things that ministering people do. And they blessed us so much. Just the joy that they had with, with even knowing they had obstacles. I have no idea what they dealt with all the time. Because her dad said and told us about how they told her she won't live past 12 or something like that. And he said, oh, no. And they prayed through this thing and, and just, but they just encouraged us so much. But that's that, that thankful heart, that that thing that deep down I know God's got this. If I can ever find that place, and I don't always get there. I'm kind of like most everybody I talk to I'm going to get mad and frustrated and everything, but that's the, the, the core of it is finding it deep down. So Andy, you said something before the show about, um, David, mm-hmm. right? David eventually got to thankfulness. Yeah. Right. But he wasn't always there. No, uh-uh. no. Whenever you look at the Psalms, there's plenty of Psalms where he's crying out to the Lord, like, where the heck are you? I need you. Um, did you bring me here just to leave me? And, um, you know, I think that's the thing is, is whenever you go into this, whenever you really hit some hard times, I don't think God's expectation is, we've all talked about authenticity here and all. I don't think his expectation is us to go directly to praise. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it is, but a lot of times I think he has to take you through the process and show you what's in your heart and, and how much, how dependent you are on him and that he hasn't really left you. But there should be a time where you can come in and truly praise. I mean, I, this is, I'll talk about it probably on the on the second show more. But you know, just the things that had happened in my relationship, my family, and what I where I first took that was it was not you know praising God. It was like really struggling with life and where God are you? Because you know, even though I'm not perfect, I feel like I've done things you know tried to do them right and they've just blown up on me. But when I went as I go further along, as I live life, you know, further and I can look back and see what actually happened, 
I can really praise him for it because he ta- he's brought me from a pl- to a place that I would never have known if life would have just stayed as it was. So. Yeah, Jim, you know, you've done <clears throat> a lot of counseling with people. It's important that the people walk through the stages they need to walk through. You know, it, it, almost if you jump right to praise, sometimes, you know, and you haven't processed grief, you haven't processed all those other things, is it really genuine at that point? It is... A favorite Christian pose. Oh, yes, I'm joyful in the midst of this misery. Uh, and I did want to correct one thing. So I'm pretty sure David said, where the Sheol are you? God. But uh, the one of the things that really gets me in counseling is how often people will say what they think I want to hear. And that that's a problem with all of us in this boat together but if we can come openly with you know this is what i'm struggling with and i know god's got it then you can get there yeah i'd like to pick up with some more of that as we come back uh in the meantime go to masculinejourney.org register for the boot camp that's only 170 some eves away so it's only about 170 days away five months go register now we love to see you there What if one weekend wasn't up to you that you could go and God would orchestrate it all? Masculine Journey Boot Camp, basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Based on John Eldridge's wild at heart, experience four days purpose for God to come after and perhaps reawaken dreams and desires he uniquely placed in your masculine heart. Fall Boot Camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. Go to MasculineJourney.org and register today. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Danny, that was uh, your bump for the for the show. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, seeing how I didn't have a clip. Yeah, oh. uh, I, I was I was moving past that. Okay. <laughs> uh, wasn't sure. We play that song at church. It's done by Bethel Music. That version of it is, and um, the uh, you know ultimately when I look back over what we've been talking about, I can take any incident in my life and look back and see. His faithfulness and his goodness, and that 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 creates something that begins a thankful heart. And my buddy Jim Vitti always said that I look at what he's done in the past and know that he's been faithful, and he's come through, and that's what gets me through the next thing, and and that's kind of what that song is about. So. No, that's really good, and I do want to go back to to Jim for a second on this, but <clears throat> I don't want this to feel like pressure. We're talking about this thankful heart. What if I don't feel thankful right now? Yeah. You know, 
someone I love passed away, you know, financially I'm in ruins, whatever the, the case may be, right? My health isn't great. Whatever those things are, I'm not real thankful about that right now. You know, and I can know God's got a hold of it, but you still have to go through the process, right, Jim? You do, and the first part of that process really is admitting it's a problem, and often we don't, especially to God, even though he knows it better than we do. But if you see a place where you're hurt, you're angry, and you can't get over it, take that to God first. And he'll get you to the place where you'll be thankful. But that's a gift. Well, everything is a gift from God. But to be able to get to that place is a a gift God has for you if you're willing to go through all the stuff to get there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, next up we have Pollyanna. But before we get to Pollyanna. (laughs) No, I was was wanting you to say what you wanted to say. Yeah, for whatever reason, in this particular season I'm in, you know, God has put it on my heart to memorize the 16th Psalm, and then Danny came with his topic about being thankful, and and I'd really, really been studying the fact that in the 16th Psalm, David says, because we were talking about David, he said, because I'm at his right hand, or excuse me, because the Lord's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And interestingly the word right hand and jesus are almost synonymous if you were to look at the way it's spelled it's like oh well jesus is your right hand and you're and you are at the right hand of jesus but you jesus is at your right hand and then when i started studying the thankful word as you find it in philippians 4 6 there and you begin to go well where was date where was paul going with this because clearly paul was a hebrew and where he was going was with the concept which fits perfectly with a bump song of Hatav, which is a Hebrew concept. It's not in the Bible, but it means God's good, like God is good all the time, all the time God is good. But where that comes from is the word for thankful in Hebrew is Yada, which means the hand of God expressed. And so interestingly, when you look at the actual definitions of the word, thankful, it's the same word as confession. So you're confessing that God's hand was in this. Now, if you believe God is good and his hand was in it, and you know that obviously his hand's in everything, then you, you, you can't help but get there from an intellectual standpoint, not necessarily an emotional standpoint. But you see that, that God is good. And like you just said, God's come through in the past. And so what, how's he coming through in this? And so here we have Pollyanna, what, you know, one of my all-time favorite movies. We're going to watch it at least five times. That this girl brings light into a community everywhere she goes because she plays the glad game. And what she's looking for is how to find God's goodness in the midst of what looks like bad. And so here she, he's talk, she's talking to Agnes Moorhead, which is... A, you know, the hypochondriac lady in town who's always dying, and she's actually talking to, you know, the, the undertaker <laughs> who's trying to sell her a coffin. And it's a pretty funny interchange. But listen to the actual story behind the glad game, and then I want to talk a minute about what's inside that for all of us. Now, about this white satin. I think it's lovely. This, this is my first choice. And I think the best one. Yeah. It'll look, look lovely against the brass handles. Yes. Are you having a dress made? Don't be impertinent. I'm picking the lining from a coffin. But you're not going to die. Does she have to be here? Go on into the kitchen and talk to Mildred. Thirteen yards of the white satin and the brass coffin handles. All right, all right, write it up. 
smiling at me like that. What's the matter with you? Well, it's just that when a person shouldn't think about dying so much. I don't want you to die. Oh, bless you for that. Seems everyone else can't wait. <clears throat> My father used to say a person should think about living. Why don't you go outside and play? Hush up. I want to hear what she has to say. Yes, Miss Snow, yes. It just reminded me about my father and the doll. You see, I always wanted a doll, but we never had enough money for things like that. My father was a minister. But surely he could afford a little thing like a doll. Well, he couldn't. We had to have the money for food. Oh, for heaven's sake. Shh! So anyway, my father wrote to the missionary people and asked them to please send a little second-hand doll. Well, it was a funny mistake. When the missionary barrels came, instead of a doll, they sent a pair of crutches. Well... Of course, I was rather disappointed, so my father made up the glad game. The what game? She's been pestering folks all over town with this sunshine and happiness thing. Hearts and flowers, enough to make you sick. Hush up! I want to hear it. Certainly. Anyway, about the crutches, my father said, don't let's be gloomy, let's try and find something to be glad about. So we made a game of it, the glad game. The glad game. So anyway, we played the game, and after a while, I forgot about the doll and being gloomy. And you know what? I found a reason for being glad. Well, there's nothing happy about a pair of crutches. Well, we were glad that we didn't have to use them. So when you look at the 16th Psalm, those verses specifically that I referred to, where it says, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Next verse, therefore, my heart is glad and... My glory, which did you know your glory can rejoice? But it does. Your halo gets a shine on. Your glory rejoices. My glory rejoices. And my, my flesh rests securely. You see? And with that realizing that you're there at God's right hand and God's at your right hand because you set the Lord always before you is what, what David is saying there, that, that you realize that these this doll may be a pair of crutches. Well, Eleanor Porter used the crutches in the book Pollyanna in a magnificent way. Don't miss it. That what Pollyanna wanted was a doll, but what she got was crutches. Well, the way the movie works, she gets a doll, but then when she goes to reach for the doll on the roof, she slips off the roof and ends up paralyzed and gets what she needs. Crutches, right? And, and so the crutches came to the point that actually allowed her to walk you know, and have life again to at one point in time actually enjoy the doll that she later gets. And so, you know, it all comes together, but the whole town learned, right, by watching Pollyanna, because she was the one who was doing it, right? They saw her, you know, just like the lady with the cancer, just like, you know, the whole town watched the whole thing in action that was being lived out. And when you think about your own life, right, in those other times, that you went through something, and I went through cancer, and I saw God come through and come through and come through so that I know that I have this testimony that he's, that he's going to be there, and he, if I put him there, is always at my right hand, and therefore, right, I'll be glad. So, Rodney, you're a resident Pollyanna. <laughs> I'm more of the undertaker right there. <laughs> well, I'll admit. Yeah, Robbie's put the microphone in front of you. I thought you had for, something. For some reason. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, Danny, we've got uh, a couple more minutes left in this particular segment. What, what's some uh, stuff?
stuff you want people to, to walk away with on this topic of, of thankfulness? Well, I think we've touched a lot on how you don't really get to start there. There is a process in thankfulness and how, you know, God is good, but us mentally and, and physically and emotionally being there sometimes just isn't there. Um, but if we can find a place, and I think that's what Jim was talking about, that process of, okay, there's a problem. How do I navigate through this and, and lean on what I know and, and let God lead me there? Does that make sense? It does. <clears throat> I don't know where that came from. It does. Yeah, I, my voice is changing at 58 years old. But I, I think that sometimes, you know, you may have to ask God to show you the inventory of things where he had had his hand in things in the past. Yeah. Because a lot of people walk around not really realizing that. One of the things that hit me in the Pollyanna story is how, for me at least, when I have an issue that bothers me, it's normally a paper cut. I mean, it is minor compared to the greater things. And often God will hit me with one, two, three, four, five little things, which gets me to the point of laughing and saying, okay, this is not tragic. There's not a problem here. I can trust God in it, and it gets me to where I need to be. And for I think for some people it's a major one that gets you there. But God's going to give you exactly what you need to bring you to the point of being thankful for what you have. Yeah, and I think sometimes it, it has to be that look back. You know, that when you're in the midst of it, you can't see what's going on. All you feel is the pain. You feel the uncertainty, the fear, whatever that might be. Is When you look back at it, and you can say, okay, now I have clarity of, God, you did have me, and thank you for what you did there. Yeah, I think John says, uh, John Eldridge says, you have to live life forward, but understand it backward. Mm-hmm. That's how you understand it, is by looking back. Yeah, but you, you can, But you can't be looking back and live life with any kind of victory if you're not moving forwards. That's a good point. Thank you for throwing that in there. Uh, anytime. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I think it would be a good exercise for a lot of us to do is to say, okay, God, I need you to make it me aware again. You, you may have known this, and the enemy's good at stealing it from you, yeah. but make me aware again of the times that I didn't know where we were going but you had a place in mind and it didn't work out the way I thought it would, but at the end of the day, my heart's in a better place because of it, right? And let him open your eyes to that because you do need to have that perspective when you face the next challenges. You talked about Danny of, you know, I can have faith in what he's doing today because I can look at what he did in the past. Yeah. But if you don't have that historical look, it doesn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. And so go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. It's coming up uh, November 18th through 21st. That is the weekend before Thanksgiving. Easy to remember it that way. MasculineJourney.org. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.